Hey everybody, Chris here. Just a quick note. This is part two of a three-part series. So if you have not heard part two, which is episode 46, then please go back and listen. And if you have, don't forget that we have all of these photos that Angie and I are discussing up on the website, powercompanyclimbing.com, or you can click on the direct link in the podcast description right there on your pocket supercomputers. A lot of internal dialogue, a lot of internal battles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess climbing is is that, but yeah, competition just takes that whole experience and condenses it down into a really short period of time. They do well consistently. People expect them to do well again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean that's just another mm. example of what I think every competitor, youth or adult, deals with is like the more you do it, the more expectations you have, and the right. more you more pressure you put on yourself. And that that happens with the youth competitors because they start so young now. They they might be in the youth circuit for you know from the time that they're eight until the time that they're nineteen. You know, right. some of them, some of them go all the way through from, you know, maybe maybe 10 to 19. That's like a big chunk of their life mm-hmm. is being in youth competitions. Yeah, so you can totally. see, you know, it and makes a very sense. formative part of their life. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense that they <clears throat> put a lot of pressure on themselves. It's just also like, it's hard to see looking back as, you know, being in a different place. It's hard to to see the kids like crying at the competitions and being so hard on themselves. You just want to go up and tell them like, this is not a big deal. Yeah. Don't cry. Like this is not worth it. But I've been there. Sure. Cried at plenty of youth competitions. Sure. Plenty of adult competitions even have cried. It's like, it's hard because you do convince yourself that it's really important. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to remember that, you know, even a couple months down the road, you're going to forget about it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I went to divisionals yesterday and part of the, part of the reason I went was to go watch a girl that I'm going to be working with. And the other was to watch Brooke yep. because, because I'd talked to Brooke at the world cup because I'd climbed with her outside and I've seen her seemingly have no pressure Right. When she's climbing outside, she's doing little dances and acting silly. Yeah. And it's so much fun to watch. And she's genuinely in love with what she's doing. And then at the World Cup, there didn't seem to be any pressure either. Right. You know, she was able to to be that same silly Brooke. And then I went and watched her at divisionals. And maybe it's because I was looking for it. You know, maybe it's because it's what I wanted right. to see. But it looked like stress. Yep. When she came out, for the finals problem, she didn't look like she was the same carefree kid. You know, she definitely looked a little stressed. And then after it was over, uh, after her speed round, she was doing little dances. Yeah. She's like back to her. Yeah. It was right back to Brooke and hanging out with the other ABC kids. Yeah. You know, and that made me think of, she's got this amazing coach who's also her mom, right? you know, and, and she's able to, to deal in that world of pressure, you know, and I think that's one thing that's really important are the youth coaches. Yeah, um, for sure. When I talked to Lily Canavan, she said something that I was a little blown away by. And in fact, I thought she was one of the most 
uh, one of the best people I talked to as far as giving me something actionable that could be carried away and, you know, applied to other people. Um, I just, like, really try to shift my focus toward the next problem. Um, my youth climbing team at home I was on until last year, they hired, like, a, um, like a mental coach that helped us, like, yeah. with a lot of strategies to, um, like, put the past in the past and, like, only think about what you need to do at the moment. Um, definitely like having a routine um, before every boulder or even like the night before just like getting in the right mindset like doing the same thing helps a lot and I think that's huge for a 18 19 year old kid to yeah. go into an adult comp with that kind of a tool yeah yeah I mean gosh it's just yeah when you say when you say it that way it's like they're they're kids still in these you know yeah. like a youth event I mean they're yeah. in a youth event they're kids right and they have a tremendous amount of pressure. I mean, it's easier to perceive that there's a lot of pressure from the outside when you're a kid too. Right. You know, like right. I said, I think most of it's from yourself, but yep. you haven't really realized the extent of that yet when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. You think that everybody's expecting so much of you. It's like, that's so much pressure to put on a kid to put on. A, so yeah, it's good that they have tools some of them, and there's more of that happening now with the coaches and, you know, like yep. just people, it is, there's plenty of that happening as well. I mean, it's not all like they're just suffering through it all the time. Like there's plenty of um, camaraderie. There's so many good things that come out of the youth comps and more so now with like coaching and teams and yep. just like the the friendships that they have. It's, it's amazing. It's, there's so many good things. Uh, it's just hard to look at, you know, as as an adult, it's just, it's hard to see kids cry at a climbing competition and, and feel like they're just beating themselves up, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's great that there are coaches that do give them tools and perspective. Yep. I think perspective is really what the kids need the most um, in those situations. Yeah, for sure. That they just haven't, they, like, you can't blame them. They don't have perspective. They're yeah, kids. Exactly. Like this is their whole world. No matter how mature they are, they're, right. you know, it's still a very narrow perspective. Yeah. Yep. For most of them. And you know, I talked to Sean Bailey, who was the top American male, and he was one of the others that I thought was really impressive when I was talking to him. Yeah, because his, what he said was cool. This one, not so much. Um, I'm mainly focused on sport climbing, especially this season and last season. So this one, it just kind of lined up with my training cycles and lined up uh, before Europe. So I just kind of wanted to see where I was at. And there's no pressure because I haven't trained boulders for, you know, four months, five months. So yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of here to like see how it goes. And then I got to talk to Tyson Chaney, Sean's coach. And unfortunately the audio with Tyson got really screwed up for some reason. Um, but when I talked to Tyson, I asked him the same questions about Sean, you know, except for, were you nervous for Sean or were you stressed out yeah. watching Sean compete? And surprisingly, Tyson said, not at all. You know, yeah. and then he echoed the exact same thing that Sean said that we weren't really worried about this comp. We've been focused on sport. That's where we're putting our energy. Yep. This was just kind of a let's see what happens. Let's see yeah. what it's all about, you know. And so I could tell that there was that connection there that Tyson and Sean had obviously talked about this. Yeah. It's something that came up. And, you know, I think that's important that, yeah. that there are coaches out there like Tyson and like Lily Canavan's coach um, and like Robin talking to Brooke about keeping the pressure off yep. going into these big events. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and and it's such a great example of uh, not that Sean wouldn't have done really well even <clears throat> if he was, you know, focusing on this competition. Like right. I'm sure he still would have climbed incredibly well. But it it does go to show that like a lot of times you do really really well when there isn't pressure like right. that. You know, and when you're having fun, you know, yeah, you're just the expectations just there, aren't burying you know you. as oh this is something that's happening along the way to this other goal. And sometimes yep. that's when you do your best is when you're able to take that pressure off in one way or another. It sounds like for Sean, there just wasn't pressure. Um, yeah. And so, and he climbed incredibly well. And m- maybe that had something to do with it, you know? Yeah. And it's um, not that he didn't care about his climbing. You know, I don't right, think that's Right. No, there's, there's photos. Like, you can tell he cares. He, when he fell, he was Yeah, I'm looking, for that, like, looking for that photo right now yeah. of Sean coming off the wall. And you can see, I mean, he just came off the wall a split second earlier. And, and you can see that he's upset that he's falling. Yep. Yep. You know, but he didn't, you know, didn't carry that through you know yep. even the position of his hands as he's coming off the wall he's like what did i just do i yeah. can't believe that i just screwed that yep. up you know i know i know so yeah and i mean it these is kids care a lot oh yeah for sure and i i i think that's that is important it's not like you know i would never say that you shouldn't care about this stuff i mean look at my life my life has been this i've cared a lot about this stuff and i think that's important it's just um you know, and you have to be, you have to have that passion and that caring about what you're doing. Like yep. you're climbing up a wall on plastic grips, but you do have to care a lot about it mm-hmm. to put that much energy into doing it all the time. And I think that's awesome. Um, and I think it's even more awesome when you can care about it so much and still keep the perspective of all the other things that you care about too. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like just how you deal with it is more important than how you do, you know, how you deal with the outcome, I think is more important than the outcome itself. Um, and that's something I'm still learning, you know, yep. even as an adult, it's hard to learn how to deal with the failure or how to deal with the success even, you yep. know, to keep it all in perspective. Like, yep. yeah, I'm doing well now, but there's going to be times when I don't, or I'm not doing well now and there's yep. going to be times when I do. Yep. And and I think, that, I think that caring is a really important part of it. You know, I read a book not too long ago called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. And that she defines grit or mental toughness as passion and perseverance. She yeah. doesn't believe that you can be truly mentally tough if you don't truly care about what it is you're doing right you know you can go through the motions of something all day long but to really be mentally tough and push yourself you have to really care about yep. it yep. and and i think those kids have that for sure they oh, yeah. love it yep they're able to you know let the expectations roll off their back if they're even yeah. there so yeah that's going to take them far i think yep. the ones that can for do sure. that that's a huge huge skill to learn and i mean it, obviously it's all of this applies outside of climbing as well but just yeah. to like let that stuff roll off your back and move forward with it is really important yeah and i mean and that's another thing climbing teaches these kids all these things in a, the context of a competition which is cool oh yeah it's you huge know, like to put that pressure on a kid and then teach them how to deal with it there are so many positive things about that yeah um as long as you know they learn the skills to deal with that yeah, um, for sure. As long as it doesn't crush I, them. Yeah, I think as, that's as a young child. You that's know, that's one of the coolest things about climbing, and it 
it certainly happens in the comps as well. Maybe in a, you know, a more um, intense sort of way uh, that you get these great life lessons. Yeah. You know, as a as an experienced competitor who's traveled to compete, where do you feel the most pressure? Because, like you said, that you know that event at you know Battle in the Bubble, I think it was. Yeah when you when you did so well that was on home soil right you know that was right here in front of your home crowd yeah do you feel more pressure away from home or less pressure oh that's that's yeah that's hard because when you travel i mean i think puccio kind of address this but when you travel it's like there's a bigger investment i think traveling you have to use a lot of your own money and so then it becomes more stressful um i think it depends what country i don't like flying but i love seeing new places so i think it's a there's good and bad things right um financially and just time wise uh you just feel like oh my gosh i came all this way i really want to do well so there's that pressure uh i think though I think I I just put more importance on the home competitions. Like right. for me personally, they're more important just because I really enjoy the fact that that it's a hometown crowd. You know, yeah. like I love that. I really <clears throat> love when I feel like the crowd is is in it with me, which they always are on some level. But it's it's cool when people know you, and they're people that you climb with every day. Then there's like a new level of support that you feel yep so i think that there's a special kind of pressure that comes with the home yeah you you take all that home competitions all those good parts of it and turn it into now i need to do well exactly because you like don't want to let you don't know you just feel like you don't want to let these people down um and i think that Somebody else said that. Yanya. Yanya. Well, um, I like to travel a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's super cool to be on different places and try different styles of wilders. Uh, actually, uh, I feel more pressure on the on the home competition. So, yeah, I like it more outside. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I guess that probably, like, on a sentimental level and um, emotional level, I would put a little bit more pressure on myself at, like, a home competition. But um, logistically and financially, there's definitely a lot, a different kind of pressure when you when you go pretty far away for a competition. Yeah. You are, feel like you need to like make the most of it. Are there particular competitions that you did often that you felt more at home at and then in uh, turn put more right. pressure on yourself? Or? A little bit, yeah. I mean, okay. like there were there's some competitions. I used to do the dark horse competitions all the time and yep. I felt like I kind of, had, you know, I felt kind of at home at those after doing them for a couple of years. Right. Definitely put some pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, as the years went by with those competitions. Uh, aside from that, I mean, I guess most of what I've done, I have traveled a fair amount for, for competing, but I've done a lot of competitions in Colorado because nationals right. were in Colorado for, sure. for a lot sure. of years too. So, yeah. Um, and you haven't done the world cup circuit at all i've never done the whole circuit now i went over to europe and did a couple comps one year Um, how did how did that feel oh man so different i felt so different i did feel that that weird pressure of gosh i just invested a lot there's a lot of money involved you know we saw that with alex having to crowdfund her competing exactly and then feeling like oh my gosh and then getting injured right and you know so i imagine that pressure is tough i think that's that much money real for sure yeah Yeah. that's like a real real pressure but uh, yeah i also 
I don't know. I just felt like I was a complete un like complete nobody, unknown person when I was over there too, which has a, a certain amount of freedom comes with that mm-hmm. when there aren't these attached, um, you know, perceived expectations from the crowd, right? Which can can be freeing for sure. Yeah. You also lose that feeling of connection to the crowd too, that personal connection, sure. you know, when sure. you go somewhere where you feel like you're a nobody. It's like, it has its pros and cons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's the photo sure. that you have of Alex. Um, and this might be my favorite. I don't know. I really like the one of Alex sitting in the chair, very intense yeah, as yeah. well. Right. But I really like the one of her, you know, she's cut off. She's standing behind the wall and you can yeah. only see half of her. Yep. And it almost looks like this, like she's made peace with something. Yep. You know, I agree. that's the, that's the feeling I get from it. That, yeah that you know what she said to me when we talked was very genuine you know that's how it feels in that photo that she's happy to be here she's healthy she's like she's making peace with these things that have happened to her world cup bids in the past yeah um yeah i think i felt that too and like just from that comment that she made too it's like it was really cool to see i i agree i think she did come to some kind of like different level of of contentment or of um, acceptance and didn't seem, um, yeah, she just seemed more accepting of it all and, and like definitely more at peace. And that photo, I'd like that photo too, because she does seem kind of like she's just released some amount of, of pressure or something like, just, just like brushed it off. Like, okay, here I am. Everything that's happened up to here, it's like behind me. Yeah, can't change yeah, it. Can't change it. it is what Just it is. Accept it. Accept yeah. it and move on. Yeah, I think she she did that this year, which was really cool to see. Yeah, I think so. Uh, how about we take a quick break yep. and regroup and get back at it? Yep. Break. Hey, everybody. Chris here. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Since this thing became officially official, I've basically been obsessed. I've got dozens of episodes waiting to go out, and I'm constantly recording new conversations. I want to continue putting this level of energy into it, and you all can help. We've created a page at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast where you can help support what we're building. In return, even for as little as a dollar per month, you'll get access to the brand new We Scream Like Eagles podcast, which includes tips from our guests, extra conversations about hot topics, and Q&As with your questions posed to our guests. If you think it's worth more than a dollar a month, we've got other rewards available on top of the bonus episodes like stickers, ebooks, t-shirts, and training plans. So if you've been considering pitching in, now's the time. That's patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Thanks a ton, and back to the show. Question for you. This is something I, you know, have thought a little about. The kids, like we mentioned, have sort of a narrow perspective of what pressure even means you know as an adult yourself who's dealt with things that are far more stressful than a climbing comp you know even if it's a world cup you know how how easy was it for you to start putting that into perspective when you came back to competing after you had gotten injured and you took the break you came back. You you seemed like, and I'm 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 envisioning that photo of you yeah. at the top, yeah. so stoked, Smiling. <laughs> and 
you know, you were able to find that happiness in it again. Yeah. How much of that had to do with perspective on what pressure really actually means? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with that perspective. I mean, so much of it, first of all, just had to do with appreciating climbing, right, um, which right. I had never done before yeah. as much as I did then. I remember because, having that conversation yeah. with you years ago yeah, that you just, were finding the joy in it climb again and that was amazing because i had been through this you know just annoying ankle injury and just to be able to move again was amazing and then to be able to climb and compete and feel like i was climbing well again like it was just all i was so happy and at that i think that photo that you're talking about is from the battle in the bubble and i was just couldn't stop smiling because I was. It was the first comp I had done after I had the surgery on my ankle, and I was right. just so excited. You like, were oh Alex gosh. Waterhouse. I was. I really was. <laughs> it's like one of those few. You know, there's that doesn't happen to me a ton, especially after so many years. It just doesn't happen that often where you right. can tap into that. And yeah, but when you when you can, it's amazing. And I think a lot of that was from just a new perspective. I had mm-hmm. a completely new perspective on on climbing. Um, on my health, like the health of my body. And yeah, I, I had a perspective, like I had been through something that was hard for me, you know, which was just dealing with an injury that a lot of climbers deal with. Um, but it was the first time I'd really had to deal with that. So like I did have a new perspective on, well, this competition, you know, it's a competition, but at least I'm climbing. Right. Like, at least once it's over, I'm going to go and do more climbing. And, you know, I think that that is a big, it's a big part of that joy that I felt at that time. Yeah. And yeah. Megan Martin said something similar when I asked her about what's the difference between American Ninja Warrior and this World Cup pressure wise. I feel like normally I put pressure on myself, but I've had a lot of stressful things to deal with lately, so I'm actually more excited about so this, this one. This is small potatoes. Well, it's not even that it's small potatoes, like it's still a big thing, but I'm just excited to climb and have fun, so I'm not that stressed today, so I'm excited. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. She mentioned to me that she'd had a stressful week, you know, and then I then I asked her about, well, what's the difference between Ninja Warrior and this? And she's like, See, I feel like American Ninja Warrior is very stressful. And since I just got done doing some of that, like, I feel like this is just going to be more fun. I mean, it's it's on TV. Like, I feel like there, I mean, there's always expectations for things. But for that one, I feel like there's a lot of expectations. So I just. Yeah, like the world's watching. Yeah. And on. so it makes me really nervous. And I feel like since I'm done with that, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just climbing. And like, I have five minutes to figure out or four minutes. I can't even remember to figure out my boulders. I don't have to like be perfect on everything right away so I just I don't know it feels more chill (laughs) yeah and I think that came through in her performance too because it was like the best that she'd climbed in a world cup before in her qualifier round and I think that was a huge part of it was just that she didn't put she wasn't putting a lot of pressure on herself at all she was having really just wanted to do the best she could do and she did yeah it was cool yeah Um, yeah that was really fun because I know how much pressure she feels from the ninja warrior stuff yeah you get one try exactly Um, that's it is crazy. Yep. You you really just get like one try. It's yeah. like if you had to walk out to a boulder problem and you get one try. Yeah. So I think <laughs> that that, <would> suck. <laughs> that four minutes that she has to complete yeah. a boulder problem probably feels like she gets all this bonus. Yeah, like time, bonus tries. You know? Woohoo. Yeah. 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 And and there <clears throat> is some I'm sure that, that that helps. There's something to that. You know, having some other kind of pressure that feels like it's more mm-hmm. like whatever it is. And then 
you know, being able to put the pressure in perspective, so to speak. Right. Um, the pressure of the event is just, you know, maybe it's not as great as some other pressure that you feel in life. Yeah. Um, and once you can p- put that into perspective, that is helpful. What do you think someone like Shauna, who's, you know, this is her, she's the champ. Like she's yeah. she's coming at these things having dominated the last few years. Um, you know, and I, and I know you know this sort of feeling, but how do you think someone like Shauna actually deals with that pressure. You know, when I when I talked to Shauna, it was it was a very pro answer. You know, I think she she's had to answer this before. In fact, the first thing she said to me was a lot of people ask me about pressure and people ask me a lot about pressure and how I deal with it. And I think that the main thing for me has always been the experience and doing competitions and and just trying out different solutions. But there's no real method, there's no solution to how to deal with pressure, I don't think. Um, there's no like one formula fits all and I, yeah, as I like develop and grow as a as an athlete and as a climber and a competition climber, I think that, that that's part of that development and growth. I'm more, very much like what's next type of person. I'm always thinking about what's coming. So it's not a case of yeah, like thinking of times where I failed and succeeded. It's like, okay, like I'll take what went well, but yeah, I don't I don't really remember times I don't do well. I don't know, maybe maybe my That's memory good. is just bad. That's a good thing. I think I'm always like, what's next? So if I'm out on a boulder and I've had five minutes and it's been hard, it's like, okay, that's done, what's next? Like yep. there's no like, oh my god, I should have done that. Like right. what 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 I need to do the next one. It's like, oh okay, that's done. Like blocked off and on to the next one. And not that I don't think she was being genuine because I, I do. I, I think she was being genuine, but I think that that all that success sort of skews your idea of how that pressure feels, you know, and maybe yeah. you don't feel it a ton until there's failure. Right. You yeah. Know? I think that that, that could be true. Um, yeah. When you're doing well and when you're handling the pressure, well, it, it doesn't feel like it's that much. Maybe, you know, right. like I remember a time when I was, when I won some comps consecutively back in the day. Um, and for a moment, I didn't feel as much pressure. Right. I just had confidence. Mm-hmm. I just had confidence that, I mean, I, I definitely remember going into competitions um, when I was like 20, maybe 19 or 20 when I first moved to Colorado. And just, I had so much confidence that I was gonna win, um, that I was capable of winning. Right. That it was a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Like there was pressure, but I don't know how to describe how it was different, but it definitely was. Maybe I just had, you know, more momentum from the winning and that gave me the yep. confidence and then the confidence overrides the pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, you feel the confidence more than you feel the pressure maybe. Yeah. How um, old were you when this was happening? I think I was like 19 or 20. Okay. Yeah. 20 between 19 and 21 is when I like one a couple, there were like three nationals in a year and there was a PCA comp and, you know, it was before Puccio started competing. Right, um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was before she started her, her dominance. Um, but I do remember at first, when I first started winning, I did feel just confidence and I didn't feel a lot of pressure, but it quickly caught up to me. Right. Um, and then I just went into this pretty dark place feeling like if I did anything less than winning... It was a failure. Yep. And that's like, so I kind of swung to the other extreme, 
you know, of having still, still having some confidence, but really starting to feel like, oh my gosh, wait, I've been winning a lot. What happens when I don't? Yeah. And it might be dangerous. You know, I think that confidence is important to be able to carry through, but the first time you lose it and you no longer have that confidence, you're in a really dangerous position because then anytime you win, it just puts more pressure on you the next time to win because you're like, I can't lose this confidence I've got going. Exactly. It's just going to screw things up. And I, when I talked to Megan Mascarenas, she said that. Uh, Last year I felt a lot of pressure because I won two years ago and then I didn't want people to think like, oh, maybe it was just a fluke or something. So last year I felt a lot of pressure, but this year I'm more just here to have fun, see some new climbs. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And that, that's kind of what I felt on a, you know, a condensed timeline when I was 19 or 20 or whatever it was and you know one you know maybe three comps in a row or something and then started kind of feeling that way like I don't want people to think that that I can't win you know that that was just like a little streak that I had and I can't do it anymore or something right yeah definitely putting that pressure and then it starts to get kind of dark I think for me it started to get kind of dark when I started feeling that way I think that's interesting in a sport like climbing because it's not like it's not like you can accidentally send a hard boulder problem. Right. You know, you either can or you can't. There right. is no, there aren't really any flukes right. in climbing, you know. So to to have a, a strong competitor like Megan or like yourself refer to it that way, like maybe it was, you know, it wasn't real. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, maybe it just shows that there's, like, I don't know, it's weird, like, the that there was a serious, like, crack in my confidence that sort mm-hmm. of started to widen or something, you know? Because I, I do feel like, I, I don't know, I've, maybe for, gosh, this is going to sound really depressing, but maybe since then I've been trying to find that confidence again, like, that kind of confidence, whatever it was that I had when I was 19, like, do you do you find I it outside at all? I don't feel like I've found it again. Um a little bit more outside, but not as con- it's like not as concentrated. It, the feeling isn't as concentrated. Sure. I guess when I when I know, I mean there's plenty of times I try a boulder problem outside and I know I can do it. And I right. have that kind of confidence like right. I know I can do this boulder problem. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um so in that way I do have that you know, just a hundred percent confidence. Like I can do this. I know I'll do this eventually. Yep. Um, it's different than the competition. You don't get that variety. in a four minute window. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely different. You know, it's like stretching that out over the course of years potentially while you're projecting something. Yeah. Um, as opposed to walking into a competition that is a short period of time, and just having that utter confidence that you can that you can win. You know. Yeah. It's such a weird. I don't know, but I do feel like it's. I had something different when I was that age. Um, hmm. Maybe it's just that I didn't have the expectations. It could have been that. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we've seen with the youth competitors that that's a yeah, that's a real thing. That's a major thing. It was um, a real thing. Shauna said something interesting when we talked that you know I asked her if there were if there was a time when she thinks back on uh, a time when she has failed on a problem and then is able to pull it back together. Like, does she refer back to that moment when I got it back together at this comp, I can do it again. And her response was, 
I don't even remember my failures. Like I don't, I don't think about them at all. And, and she, she was almost upset with me for even asking. And she's like, you know, like, God, I can't even, I don't even remember failing, yeah. you know? And I'm like, and I wonder if that can even be true or if it's again, back to that, I'm really successful right now. So that's not entering into my brain. Right. Like you don't even want to let it enter into your brain. Like or there, maybe that's there are the failures. strategy is to right. like not let it enter into your brain. Right. Like there, yeah. there are definitely failures within those successes. You yeah, know, for she sure. doesn't in this comp, she didn't top problem number one. Right. You know, and well, then she, she you and never finals. like flat, you know, nobody flashed every single problem. So right. like everybody's had their failures. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But but not remembering those failures. And maybe, you know, we're having these quick conversations. I'm just ambushing people. So maybe when I said failure, that meant to her this catastrophic, Yeah, breakdown in life or something. Right, right, right. 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 But I think it's interesting that she doesn't think about failures at all, even, even using them as motivation. And then she's you know, dominating the circuit right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe there's something to it then. I don't know. I definitely can't relate to that. I can't relate right. to that feeling of, yeah, I can't of not thinking of my failures. Um, I guess maybe when I was 19 or 20, I, I was more that way. Like, cause I hadn't really had as many, right. Um, to think about, especially like in that particular moment, you know, like in that year or whatever, it was like, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're really, yeah, I can't think of any because I've just been succeeding, just you know? It's everything. like, and <clears throat> and it does, you get this momentum going and that's what you, I, you know, I think you do feel that way on some level. Like, no, it's just all, it's all good. It's all positive. I, yep. I don't remember the negative. It just rolls right off my back until like, I definitely remember a, a distinct moment um, at, the, at a spot comp and I had been you know, mostly just doing boulder problems in these competitions and just with this confidence of like, I can do this boulder problem and then I will do it. Right. And um, I couldn't do the fourth problem in finals. And the crowd was totally behind me and they were so psyched and they were cheering me on. And right. Everything I just was remember, in your favor. And I remember looking work. at, like looking out at the crowd and just thinking to myself, I just can't do it, you guys. Like, <laughs> sorry, I just can't do it. Yeah. And feeling really like frustrated about like, right. No matter what, how hard you scream, and no matter how hard I try, I'm not doing it. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. not doing it. And that was one of those moments of like, that I remember, like a moment of failure that I, to this day, remember that frustration sure. of just like, oh, wait, it's not always going to be like this feeling of, I'll walk up to the problem and know that I can do it and then do it, you know? Yeah. Like it's just not always going to be that way. That's funny. I just realized that cut both of these episodes at a spot where Angie and I are talking about our own failures. Is that a coincidence? I don't know, but I think failure and pressure are both important parts of this big process. Um, There's one more part coming. Uh, If you've got the time, go listen now. If you don't, be sure to listen later. And definitely go to powercompanyclimbing.com. You can click on the direct link right there in your podcast app in the description and check out Angie's photos. You know, we're going to be talking a lot in this next episode about some of her photos that, that really depict true pressure, even in the seemingly unflappable competitors like Shauna Coxie and including a photo series that is 
really incredible of Russian competitor Alexei Rubtsov. It's almost heartbreaking to look at. Um, we also talk with uh, Jan Hoyer and explore how you know this super super nice guy, master competitor, can seemingly contradict himself in back-to-back sentences when it comes to discussing pressure that maybe he doesn't even realize how much pressure he's putting on himself. And we ask all of these competitors, really successful comp climbers, what's the secret? And don't forget, share us with your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell everybody. You can find us on the Facebook, you can find us on the Instagram, the Pinterest, no Twitters. We don't tweet, we scream like eagles.